embrace the idea of being a grizzly because the grizzly to me is very strong. Also, have the character of serving uh, others. That energy you see at GGC, you see it in your colleagues. There's opportunity for you know um, advancement. There's opportunity for innovation. There's opportunity to try new things. Teamwork, you know, teamwork is huge on this campus. Whenever any department needs help, you know, we send out the email and I tell you, we get not only the people that we ask to help us, but many others willing to help. Everybody is striving to do the very best that they can for each and every student um, here at the college and for the institution in and of itself. We can see the difference that we make. Every time it's, you have new challenge and we have passed a lot of challenges since 2006 to now. Definitely my motivating factor are my students. And not just my students, which is interesting, but all the students here at GGC. My goal is really to make my students lifelong independent learners. I tell them this all the time. So we want students that graduate here, we want them to be able to take on leadership roles in the communities, um, local and global. We want them to be creative in how they approach um, problems and issues that we're facing in the 21st century. We're all working together to the common mission of getting these students ready for you know, the workforce, for jobs, uh, for you know, moving forward the rest of their lives. Well, I've worked with lots of students and we have a lot of um, learning support students. So they come, they're first generation students like I am. You don't know what's going on in their life. So I think it's listening to them and understanding where they're coming from and then you can better serve them. I got a really special job. I get to go every day and look for great teaching and really excited learners. I sometimes see students on their first year and um, I'm sometimes around when they, when they graduate, which is really good, but because you get to know their stories a little bit, it's really sad too. I think the closest thing to a college environment is a family. And if you ever thought anything other than giving your best to your family, it doesn't make sense. So when you come to this campus and you're working with our students or working with the faculty or other staff members, you're dealing with your family member. How would you ever give them anything but your best? Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Grizzly Talk Podcast with your host, Kennedy Patterson. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you guys are starting off your fantastic Friday. It is beautiful Friday. Uh, happy hashtag Grizzlies Friday, by the way. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we've been having a really awesome week. Of course, we've started some crazy things, some crazy good things, of course. Happy to announce that over 22 countries uh, are tuned in to our radio station of GTP 94.6. And of course, the Grizzly Grouse Show. Uh, that show's been really rocking. Uh, that show's been now on the GTP network. What that network is, is, you know, um, IGTV Essentials. That will be on our, of course, IGTV. And the Grizzly Growl show is, you know, is really, is really rocking. It's getting some really good views. You guys really have been enjoying it. So I am proud of that. And, of course, uh, we wanted to shout out um, a, a winner for the guitar. Of course, we were sponsored and we were partnering up with uh, of course, a company to give out a, a Gresh G6136T, valued at, get this y'all, $3,000. Of course, we gave it to a guy by the name of Oliver from Phoenix, Arizona. Of course, it was kind of a worldwide giveaway, but I thought, you know, the GGC community should have a stab at it first. So, let's get on with the news announcements here for the Grizzly Todd Podcast. Hopefully, you guys are ready for it. I know I am. It is a beautiful, beautiful Friday. I just cannot wait for for it for more, uh, for sure. Of course, uh, they've had some events going on, and, you know, they are back. And it's good to see that they're back, of course. I'm talking about the GGC Student Dance. Yes, yeah, so they have their first meeting, of course, 11 to 12 in the intramural field uh, today. That's the first meeting. That is the welcome back uh, from the Student Dance Association. They have a group me, uh, DM them uh, your phone number to add you into their uh, DM for the group me, of course. This is an RSO that really expressed themselves creatively and in the form of dance. I've seen this group dance before. And I'm very excited to see what they're going to bring to the table this semester being, of course, with COVID-19 and everything going on. So I really am very happy that they're back. Um, a lot of RSOs may not be back due to COVID-19. So it's good to see that they are back. And I just cannot wait to see what more they got going on, what more they can offer. Uh, I am ready to have them on the podcast. So please, uh, GGC Dance, if you want to become on the podcast just let us know for sure and of course more news this is kind of pertains to the grizzly top podcast for sure more news from the intramural sports department of course i don't know if you guys seen it but that new basketball court is very 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 swanky yeah so We've seen the uh, basketball court. I was on campus um, for, I had to meet a professor for something, and then I had to walk for one of my other classes, my uh, walking class. And I walked by Res Life because we had to walk two miles. And I saw the new basketball court that they put, and it looks phenomenal. I didn't expect it to be right there, um, but that layout was really, really good because it's easier for uh, uh, people can have access to it. Uh, students, that is. So it's it looks very clean, y'all. And if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, the point that we're making on the podcast for sure is, of course, the department reached out to us, and we're going to be doing some content creating for them, kind of like a sports network, if you will, for basketball. Of course, they're having their event every Thursday. It's kind of a competition that they're doing. The competition 
they're doing like competitions each Thursday to kind of limit uh, big crowds, of course. But every Thursday they're going to do that. So for this month, they're going to do it for uh, basketball. And I believe they said next month will be soccer. And then the next month after that will be football. So it's exciting. And they told me they had some had a student that's going around uh, that's going to be doing some video content creating, some videography work. So I reached out to them and I said to them, hey, you know, if you have this content, send it to our network. We'll be happy to put it on GGP Network and we'll be happy to put some magic to it. So you guys stay tuned for that as well. I am excited for that for sure. It's very, very exciting. Of course, we're five days and counting. If you guys didn't know about our counter we have on our uh, Instagram story, of course, five days, 14 hours, and 31 minutes to be exact for the SGA Green Jacket Ceremony. Uh, it's going to be September 10th. That's five days away. Uh, 2.15 to 3.30 in the Cisco building. So it's exciting for this year's Green, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> green Jacket Ceremony. Um, I'm excited to see what SGA might be able to do this semester. I know things are a little bit different, so I'm hoping that they will bring it all the bring all the stops here uh, for sure. Of course, Monday, September 14th through Thursday, September 18th. I know we're uh, quite a few days away from those events, but I like to let the, the GGC uh, community know because sometimes, sometimes you may not know about this stuff. So I want to make sure you guys know about it. So it's the FaceMax tie-dye event. And it's going to be in Student Plaza from 11 to 1 p.m. Mask for the uh, a mask for the event will be provided, so that way you can tie dye your mask. Now this is again, you got lemonade. <laughs> Excuse me, you got lemons. You making lemonade? <laughs> I butchered that. I, I had that. It's in the script, and I had that wrote up, and I was just like, this is gonna sound real corny, but I'm gonna say it on the podcast, and I butchered it. So, <laughs> um, you got lemons. They're making lemonade. This is, again, SGA is using their resources like face masks, a must-need item in today's social norm, and turning it into an event, and you're tie-dyeing it. Now, I'm pretty sure uh, you would tie-dye your mask, but I'm pretty sure they would tell you to wait until it completely dries because you're supposed to wear it on your face, so you don't want all them chemicals and all them colors being on your face in particular. But, <laughs> man, this uh, face mask tie-dye, it's Monday through Thursday, so it's a whole week they're doing this. So it's fantastic, to say the least. And I'm glad that they're using the resources that, you know, a must-eat item, obviously, and then they're using it uh, to create a greater good. Um, so more news announcements from GGC Volleyball. It was sad to see that they canceled their uh, Thursday meeting, um, but normally they would have meetings on Thursdays 6 to 8. Of course, at the GGC uh, Sand Volleyball Court next to the 3000 lot. Uh, you guys can uh, follow them on their Instagram. I have high motivations for this team, this intramural uh, team. I really do hope that they bring out all the stops for sure. Um, it's sad to say that they had to cancel their meeting, but I'm pretty sure they had to cancel for a very good reason. Um, and I cannot wait to see what they do in the future because uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, we need... We honestly, I think we need a varsity uh, volleyball team. We need a varsity volleyball team and basketball team. But it's good to have uh, you know RSOs, intramural teams to kind of come out and see what they can do. Um, so I, I'm excited for them for that. 
and I cannot wait to see what they have going on in the future. It's exciting. So the next news, of course, students, faculty pitch in to give GGC a microform new life. Of course, more than 2,000 students and faculty members gathered on a green grassy plot um, of land in the center. Excuse me, in the center of GGC's campus Saturday, August 29th, to bring life back to the school's micro farm, which had, uh, excuse me, which had gone neglected in the months since COVID-19 pandemic forced the college to move to online instructions during the middle of the spring semester and to the hybrid format for the fall semester. Of course, the volunteers rolled up their sleeves and put weeds and clear debris, mow the tall grass, and replant eight rise gardens that, if all goes well for the, over the next few months, will overflow with fresh, healthy produce that will be donated to local families in need. Honestly, round of applause for them. We saw this event. We saw this event, and we did a Grizzlies photography. Uh, again, kudos to all of the volunteers uh, who who've done that. And you know, it's community service they're bringing back to the community, and that's something that I really strive on for sure. And I am so happy that you have students will go out of their way, minus COVID nineteen, and really not breaking rules, really, but just putting their lives on the line and they're making something like this happen and they're making magic and I am so happy for them for that um, again it a new microform uh, new life it's great we need more greenery at GGC honestly in my opinion uh, I love greenery you guys if you ever were to see my house one day I have greenery all around greenery it just makes your area looks more healthy and more fresh and more alive and your energy with positive spirits so that's something that they're bringing to GGC for sure. So again, kudos to the students there. Now we're going to close out the show, but before we do that, we're going to play a little music for you guys. So enjoy the music and we'll be right back here on the Grizzly Talk Podcast.
Welcome back to the Grizzly Talk Podcast, of course. I'm your host, Kennedy Patterson. Now, before we close out, again, I wanted to thank everyone who's been tuning in thus far. Um, we didn't make a big deal about it, but this is actually GTP's first uh, year anniversary, you know? Yeah. So first year anniversary, of course, was August 29th, I want to say. We, again, we didn't make a big deal about it because it's not about us. You know, we're striving, we're making excellence, but it's not about us. It's about our GGC community and what can we provide in service. Um, that's what I think a, a true RSO and department should, should advocate and should really articulate and really know about it is it's not always about you. It's about what you can bring to the table for the greater good and service for the GGC community. That's something I strive on when running this RSO and being president and being the founder and host. But that's something that I've brought on for sure. And uh, it's thanks to you guys who made this thing possible, honestly. Um, so that's going to wrap it up here on the Grizzly Talk podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. We had some very good information. Please be sure to like, comment on our video or our podcast, whatever we do on our Instagram at Grizzly underscore talk is very, very appreciated. Stay tuned for Grizzly underscore talk. That's our Instagram for more content, more video content to come later on this week. Um, as of right now, this is the Grizzly Talk podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Patterson. Stay safe and go Grizzlies.
This program actually creates leaders. The entire course is led by students. Students lead their projects, students form teams, students present their projects, students develop their skills together by leading this project. Employers really love the fact that we have given you the experience to develop a project from start to finish, to present that project at various conferences, to analyze results from your workshops and create this well-rounded experience that really is unique to this course. The first part of the semester they build technical skills, the second part of the semester they build professional development skills such as speaking skills, communication skills, just presentation, demo, research posters or conferences, so they improve their own resumes. Christopher Morales and uh, <laughs> uh, my job is GDN. <laughs> um, I am the current president of our RSO. Um, if I, I, I am the, the director. Uh, if there is a game, odds are I am directing it. Um, I do maintenance on all of our equipment here. In inventory, that was me this summer. So fun. Uh -huh. I co helped co-write uh, GDN AP with Kennedy Patterson. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, what do I not do? So my name is Kennedy Patterson, and I am the acting vice president, producer, director, and training advisor. Uh, my name is Daniel O'Keefe-Reed, and my job here is treasurer for RSO for G Grizzly Digital Network. My name is Jacob Caswell. I operate the cameras for Grizzly Digital Network. Uh, my name is Armand, and I'm a camera op. Uh, my name is Alex Novak, and I am a camera op. Uh, my name is Zach Hicks. Um, I don't really have a specific set job. I kind of do a lot of everything. I do the camera. Um, I produce sometimes. I uh, work the DSLR for highlight videos. Kind of just do a lot. Technology is my passion. I mean, I'm an IT major. Um, I, everything, I get paid to watch and produce sports. Like, how, how would you not just love it here and the environment and the people, everything? It's just awesome. I like working here because we're building something special for athletics. We're trying to uh, learn our career fields in the production world and we're able to expand that more uh, at a student level um, here in the organization. Uh, the environment, the people, I'd say it's the first time I've gotten my hands on a technological job. Um, but it's the first time I've been able to work a job that's not been retail fast food or anything like that and actually within my major. I enjoy the filmmaking aspect of filming sports. Why do I like working here? It's just a fun experience. I like working here because uh, since I'm a freshman, it really opens up to new opportunities to the school. Honestly, it's because of the people and the environment. It's really, everybody's really cool. Um, same answer really I mean every everyone here the environment the people and, and, and the chance to work with equipment that I would not have the chance to work with uh, 
otherwise, I mean, just the sheer price of some of this stuff is astounding. My favorite part is the food. I'm just kidding, no. My favorite part is really getting to know the GDN members and seeing that we all work together in an environment to produce something very special. And I really do like it when athletes, they look at our work and they say, hey, thank you for doing this for us because not many schools are doing what we're doing. Um, I'd say my favorite part would probably be being able to work with cameras and the production of actual uh, cinematography of athletics in general. I think just the memories you have with like people on crew, like the things that like the director or producer might say on camera or like off camera, just like the vibe is just great. I think it's the experience that I get. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I want to be an LSTC for GCPS. That's a lot of letters. For those of you who are watching this, um, that's basically um, the IT guy at a school. Uh, GCPS is Gwinnett County Public Schools. And uh, they have one or two classes that they teach students. Um, and then every other period in the day is you're fixing tickets for and getting paid to fix computers. It's awesome. So what I want to do after graduation, I want to, of course, graduate and get my master's degree, but really be out there in the production field. My bucket list is become a producer and director um, to big Hollywood films, but as of right now, working for CNN is not too bad to hear. Uh, I'd like to work for a tech company um, because my major is network security. I'd like to be able to work for any company that could take me for that. I hope to film uh, movies. Uh, I want to be a famous director, but for right now, if I could just do music or like film or try to do both at the same time, it's like open air. Uh, after graduation, long time from now, but uh, going into sports management. I'm not entirely sure yet because I don't know which direction in film I want to go in yet, but I definitely at some point want to open my own production company. Episode 2 of the Grizzly Growl Show. Today we'd like to shine a positive light on our current circumstances. Earlier this week, the Association of Independent Institutions announced that Georgia Gwinnett College will once again host the AII Soccer Championship. Here is the latest information on your favorite Grizzly programs and their pursuit of a national championship. We will continue to update this graphic as information continues to roll into Lawrenceville. Tennis will compete as individuals later this month as they always have during fall events. Right now, the plan moving forward is for all six GGC teams to compete for their respective national championships next semester. Obviously, all of this is subject to change, but for now, it gives the fans an idea of what the upcoming schedule will look like. As for how and why, we have a very special guest today to explain it all. Coming up next on the Grizzly Digital Network. This is the view from the Grizzly Soccer Complex, home to both the men's and women's soccer programs at George Gwinnett College. 
The state-of-the-art playing turf provides an outstanding surface for elite-level competition. The on-campus facility features laser-graded technology, an advanced drainage system, and team dugout-style seating. The Grizzly Soccer Complex hosts not only two top-notch soccer programs, but conference and national tournaments as well. For more information on our first-class facility, visit our facility page at ggcathletics.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, inside Studio 5. We have a very special guest today, the Associate VP of Athletics, Dr. Darren Wilson. Darren, how are you doing today? Matt, doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, we are certainly glad you are here. We, uh, we class things up here in, in Studio 5 for you. What do you think? I think it looks excellent. I think, it's, uh, I think it's wonderful. You know, it's another one of those things where you have a vision, you have a plan, and we've got some great students that are involved, and... Of course, Doug and Kyle, who, who everyone seemed to know now by their first names, uh, get in here and get after it, and, and it's, uh, it's something else. It looks super. Be honest with me, though. When I come to you with my crazy ideas, your first question is always, how much is this going to cost me? And, and the second one is, are, are, are you crazy? Like, how many crazy ideas that I have that you go, no? It, it usually just starts with the money, and then we go from there, but uh, most of your ideas have been, have been very good. Did uh go through health screening this morning? Health screening, temperature? my my temperature is always just a touch low. So mine too. Yeah, still a touch low. It's kind of like my blood pressure. It's always a little low. So uh, we're good. Everything's good. Uh, you know, I've been really impressed. And I, I know you're going to kind of talk about some of this today, but been really impressed with our student athletes so far and what they've done and how they've adhered to you know what we've asked them to do from a mask standpoint, from uh, just social distancing standpoint, and. and in and out of the buildings, you know, all of our buildings here, you know, you have to wear a mask on campus, but uh, really with what our athletes have been able to do, um, not only in the building, but also during practice times and, and being able to really do a nice job with that too. It's been, it's been, it's been pretty cool to see because this is such a new thing for all of us. Well, I will say in true Dr. Wilson fashion, you have, you have uh, yeah. put the G claw on some pretty uh, fancy attire and they'll get a good shot of this. The Grizzlies are masked up, looking really good right now. This we, is this. Where did you find these things? We look good. So I give Dion did a great job for us. I said, Dion, we need some we need some G call masks, and and we had had a couple mocked up that I didn't love, and uh, he's really good, as you know, with graphics and graphic design, and did some work and got in the trenches and and found those. So not only do they look great, which you know, of course, we like to look good with our G claws mm -hmm. and our gear and and be buttoned up and pinned up, as you know, but. Those are also the most comfortable masks. Hundred percent. That breathe, was the first thing I noticed. You mesh in them, so it's it's been really good. But yeah, that was all Dion. There are a lot of influential groups that have led to this point. You know, um, the NAI level. There's local lo laws and and policies and procedures in place. So help explain to to the average fan out there how did we get to this point to where. GGC isn't competing in the fall as a team. We're going to push that back to the spring, but we're still on campus. We're able to work out a little bit. And, and that progression, how did we get to this point from a decision-making standpoint? Yeah, and ultimately, you know, we, we look at for the governor's guidance to start with. And, and once, you know, sport kind of opened up in the state and, and state sports were allowed to play, then we knew that at least we were going to have some options here. And so, once you knew that happened, and then then we sort of kept waiting on the NAI, and again was in on a lot of those conversations and, and those decisions 
um, as well. But once it got pushed, for me, once it got pushed to the spring, once all of our championships got pushed to the spring, which for us is soccer, um, I felt I felt it was in our best interest and in our student-athletes' best interest not to play this fall, purely for a safety standpoint. Um, the president and I met, decided that together, that, that we weren't going to play. Um, there are institutions across the country that are playing some this fall, uh, but we decided that, that it was best for us. One of the things that we really took into account, too, um, obviously player safety, staff safety, participant safety, uh, fan safety is all at, at the paramount at the top of all that. Um, but we also were, were very cognizant of what would our soccer schedule potentially look like if we moved everything from the fall to the spring. Because for us, being an independent, we don't have a built-in soccer schedule like a lot of soccer places do. And we've been very fortunate with the Southern States Athletic Conference, which is just kind of below us in terms of uh, geography, have, have graciously said, hey, we'll be willing to, to put you in our matrix, wow. let us play the Southern States soccer schools in the, in the spring, and then we would come back and, and host our AI conference tournament wow. here on GGC's campus. So it worked out great for us. Um, we're going to play uh, you know, a soccer schedule in the spring that I think will be an extremely competitive schedule and then be able to compete for a championship in the spring. And then baseball and softball will practice all fall. Uh, it'll just be within us so we can kind of keep our own bubble, if you will. That seems to be the, <laughs> the, the word of, of choice right now. But we can kind of keep all of our athletes together. And then tennis is a little different. So we'll play a couple uh, individual tennis uh, matches this fall or, yeah, this fall. Um, the ITA stuff we'll play. Um, they're not playing doubles. It's just all single. So we'll do that, but uh, very limited. But at least it gets our athletes back out on the courts and fields of competition, gets our coaches back out there, and then, you know, we can continue to work with them not only as athletes but as students as well. I think I can be a victim of Twitter sometimes. You, know, you scroll through Twitter mm -hmm. and you read from fans or other media members. I can only imagine sitting in a conference room or maybe not sitting in a Zoom meeting mm -hmm. over the last six months what are some of the craziest proposals that you have heard in order to get the Grizzlies on the field of competition and win a national championship? Yeah, well, it's been interesting. I mean, I think there have been a lot of different ideas. You know, everybody has an idea about a lot of different things. But um, even now, you know, you've got some conferences that are playing some this fall. You've got some conferences that aren't playing at all this fall. You've got uh, some conferences who are playing the majority of their games this fall and then going to wait and try to play some spot games before the national championship in the spring so i don't know that there was any you know real outlandish uh, ideas at at our level i mean i know they're still talking about this whole true bubble idea you know with ncaa basketball or obviously with what the nba's done or major league baseball is trying to do but um, i think for us it's really you know what is the safest way that we can get our student athletes back out on the fields and courts of competition and be able to you know give them the best possible experience that they can have as we move forward in this, hopefully that it's not a new normal. Hopefully it's it's something that is at some point, you know, going to pass. A bridge to the to the other we, side. We sure hope that's for sure. What what does it? What is it? We're on the bridge right now, and and we're trying to get to to the other side. And the other side being the Grizzlies out on the fields of competitions. As we travel across this bridge that James laid out very nicely for us last week. But what are some signs of success along that bridge? Is it, you know. Campus is open to an extent, you know, it's kind of a hybrid model in class, you know, or online. Our athletes have cleared physicals. They're, they're on the property working out outside. 
But eventually, I'm going to assume here, practices are going to start, inner squads are going to start, then schedules are going to be released for the spring. What's a good indication for our fans to latch on to to say, hey, we're moving in the right direction to get the Grizzlies out there on the field of competition? Well, I think the key is what I mentioned at the very beginning is that our athletes continue to do what we've asked them to do, that they're, they're smart when they're off campus, that they're smart when they're on campus, that they're um, socially distancing like they're supposed to do, they're wearing the masks that we've provided for them, um, they're, they're smart in the circles that they're running in, that you know, if, if people have any types of symptoms, they're letting us know, they're letting James know, uh, you know immediately with that so we can work through that. But um, I think right now I've been so impressed with, with how our athletes have handled themselves. If, if we continue to do what we've been doing, um, then I think, you know, and, and of course across the country, if the numbers continue to go down and uh, all of those things continue to, to show the type of progress that we've seen, you know, hopefully, come spring, we're going to be back and, and playing in a in a in a somewhat normal fashion. I, you know, whether we're still taking temperatures and all that, we'll probably through the spring. Uh, we have to take some extra precautions when we have other teams that come in and all of those types of things. But boy, are we so fortunate here to have James Williams and Shire Williams mm-hmm. and um, the other folks that are, are affiliated with Northside Hospital and every all of those um, just just different areas that we have that we can pull from, areas of expertise that we have that we can pull from that have just been uh, huge for us in, in all of this kind of preventative measure you know, that we've put in place as well. Can you give me some insight today on what the next spring looks like? Any, any bold predictions you want to make or yeah. any, any, any insights you can give us that, you know, hey, when the weather turns, we plan on having six sports, and the Grizzlies are, are, are winning games like they always do. Well, that's our goal. I mean, I don't know about any bold predictions or any of that stuff, but I do know that come February, whatever the first date is that we're going to be back out playing, we hope to be there, and we hope to be playing well, and we hope to put our best foot forward and uh, do what we've done here for the last nine years, and that's go out there and compete as hard as we can and hopefully come away with a victory. Yeah, we're looking forward to hosting. Um, we're looking forward to just everything that goes into just a normal game day around here will be great, even if we've got all five of them playing at once and we're trying to figure out how to cover them all you know, with, with everything that we like to do here. Um, we're just looking forward to getting back out there. Well, Dr. Wilson, I know um, I'm going to assume you've covered about 12 missed calls and 15 <laughs> text messages, another 30 emails just from the, the short brief time that uh, you've been here with us, and we greatly appreciated the the guidance and the leadership, I mean, echoes off the walls in this building how much our coaches and, and our staff appreciate what you do for us. Well, thank you. And, and again, to you and, and Dale Long and your crew and, and just everybody here with GDC Athletics and our fans and, um, and our players, you know, our athletes, especially with, with all that, they, that they've been through and that they're continuing to go through and they're doing, again, they're doing the things that we've asked them to do. It's just, uh, it's just so impressive. And so, you know, every day is, but today especially is a great day to be a Grizzly and it's going to be even be better uh, when we're actually playing that first day in February. So I absolutely love it. Looking forward to it. We'll take a quick break here on the Grizzly Grouse Show. We'll come back. We'll have more from Studio 5. Thanks for watching. Now is a great time to reconnect with your fellow Grizzlies. Use social media to communicate and connect with former players and coaches. What are you waiting on? Now is the time. Thank you to Coach Hodges for that pep talk. 
As you roam the hallways of the GGC Athletics Complex, you'll run into some familiar faces that work with our student athletes every day. They are hardworking individuals who work with the Grizzlies in a variety of ways and provide game day experiences for the fans. They are our athletic staff members, and these are the things they say. Brent, gotta get the box scores to the coaches. Hey man, you need to get off the grass? Relax. Relax, you're not relaxing. Guys, for real, you gotta get off. These visiting teams never show up on time. Always running scared. Guys, off the grass! Make sense? Yes. Now pull back down. Make sense? Yes. You understand? Yes, sir. Make sense? Yes. All right, push again. Wall slides. That's our show. Big thanks to Dr. Wilson for being on today's episode. We literally would not have this show and this set without him. And here at the Grizzly Digital Network, we decided to express our appreciation and we named the Studio 5 in his honor. So thank you so much again, Dr. Wilson. Thank you, the fans, for tuning in. Leave a comment below on YouTube and let us know who you want to see in that chair right there. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, it's a great day to be a Grizzly.